calling all aspiring investment professionals. Get a leg up on the competition. Final registration for the August CFA exam ends on May 14th. Register now to secure your spot. The CFA designation is a gold standard in the investment world, opening doors to high-powered careers and impressive salaries. Head over to cfainstitute.org to register. Don't wait. Take control of your finance career today. Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15, coming to you from the annual conference in Hong Kong. I'm Lauren Foster, Content Director with CFA Institute, and joining me today is Oscar Onyema. Oscar is Chief Executive of the Nigerian Stock Exchange and a member of the National Council. Welcome, Oscar. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much for being here. So Nigeria, it's the largest economy in Africa, the 24th largest in the world. The country is buzzing with creative energy, but it continues to wrestle with uh, challenges of corruption, infrastructure, security. So there's both good news and bad news coming out of your country. Um, but being an optimist, we're going to start with the positive news. So what's currently going in Nigeria's favor? Um, a lot of things are going in Nigeria's favor. Uh, crude oil prices uh, are making a strong rebound. And, um, you know, the supply, uh, Nigeria is now back to about 1.8 million barrels a day uh, of production uh, from a, a low of about 1.2. Uh, so a combination of those two mm -hmm. means that our for foreign earnings uh, has increased uh, significantly uh, uh, from you know 2016, 2015 numbers, um, and so our reserves are also uh, improving. We now have about 46.6 billion dollars in reserves, um, from a low of about you know um, 23 uh, just um, 15 months ago. So, um, from a purely financial perspective, country is doing better. We're now in a recovery mode. Uh, you know, coming out of the commodity price uh, shocks uh, that we witnessed, and coming out of a recession. So we're in a recovery growth phase uh, right now, uh, and those are all good. Uh, from a stock market perspective, since I run a stock exchange, uh, the stock market has recovered. Uh, in, indeed, last year. Uh, we had uh, a return, our benchmark index, 42%. And in certain uh, sectors, like the banking sector, the return was as high as 70%. You know, um, inflation numbers are going down uh, through a concerted effort uh, from the uh, monetary authorities and the government uh, to better balance our debt uh, portfolio. Um, and so, yields uh, are coming down and so it's easier for corporates to access uh, the capital markets from a fixed income perspective uh, and uh, we hope that very soon uh, we'll be down to single digit uh, inflation rates. So those are positives uh, that are, are going on from a macro perspective. So let's touch a little bit on the business environment. Uh, Nigeria rose 24 places in the World Bank's Ease of Doing Business 2018 Index. So it now ranks 145 out of 190. So what a difference a year makes. Uh, what changed? Well, the government set up a presidential uh, committee on ease of doing business. Uh, we took very strategic 
and uh, measured efforts uh, at addressing some of the shortfalls. Uh, so if you look at the World Bank ease of doing business, uh, they look at a number of things. Uh, ease of moving people uh, across borders, ease of moving goods and services across borders, uh, how easy is it to register a company, and the list goes on and on. So we targeted those areas and extracted uh, improvements, uh, process improvements, automation in certain uh, cases that uh, has made it easier for people to come in. So today you can get visa on arrival in Nigeria, for example, um, or even um, uh, register a company uh, through uh, the internet. Uh, these are things that we couldn't do just a couple years ago. So uh, the improvement has been dramatic uh, and we hope that we sustain the momentum uh, in the positive direction. So all good investors need to weigh risks versus opportunities. And in fact, in your presentation, you posed, I guess, a rhetorical question, Nigeria on the precipice of greatness, I guess, question mark. So what are some of the key challenges that Nigeria faces? Um, I think uh, a major challenge is execution. Uh, we've always had good plans. Uh, uh, we haven't quite executed properly. Uh, and so with the new plan, the economic recovery and growth uh, plan, um, the, the, the um, challenge is going to be how well we execute. And I believe that if we're able to execute properly, uh, we will not be asking the question. We'll be saying, yes, you've achieved it. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions I noticed from your session that got uh, most of the likes was asking you to please comment on the level of corruption in Nigeria and specifically what is the government doing to mitigate corruption? So the government, uh, the current government of uh, President Mohamed Buhari ran on corruption. They, they ran uh, uh, the election um, stating that they would tackle corruption. So, uh, fighting corruption is very high on the agenda of the government and indeed they've um, uh, tried to enforce uh, some of you know, the laws uh, and uh, a lot of high-profile cases are ongoing in the country. Uh, they've uh, consolidated the, uh, you know, the Treasury account into one, so we now have this uh, Treasury single account which has eliminated a number of leakages. Uh, they've continued the automation of the payroll systems. Uh, so, you know, you know, issues such as ghost workers and the rest uh, have been eliminated. Uh, they've also introduced a whistleblowing program so you can anonymously um, actually report any case of corruption and there is um, reward, financial reward for people that uh, do that. So they've done quite a number of things uh, to uh, address the issue of corruption. They also, you know, corruption could be real, it could be a, a, a perception. So they're also uh, trying to attack the perception of Nigeria being a very corrupt country um, uh, by engaging in appropriate uh, social engineering, if you will, uh, of, of um, you know, engaging people and making them understand that it takes two. Uh, you know, somebody must be giving the bribe and somebody must be receiving. So, the less you give, the better it is for the society. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of positives, a lot of things that have happened in that space. There still remains a lot of work to be done, uh, you know, to completely remove that question of, of corruption. Uh, you, know. you talk about Nigeria being in the fourth industrial revolution. 
what do you mean by that and what does that mean for the Nigerian Stock Exchange? Um, let me rephrase that. So the, the globe is in the fourth industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that provides an opportunity for Nigeria mm -hmm. to participate, whereas we missed the first, second, third industrial revolutions. Mm -hmm. And we have the basic building blocks to achieve that. So mm -hmm. the fourth industrial revolution is characterized by emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence, uh, the Internet of Things, big data an analytics, cloud, mm -hmm. distributed registers, um, all of these have underlying infrastructure and underlying technologies that they built on. For example, Nigeria has done very well in the telecom space with over 100 million subscribers. And so um, it's a lot easier to uh, connect and it's a lot easier to uh, interact with people and really understand what's they need and what they want and what would drive growth. And so deploying those technologies could allow Nigeria to come into the fourth industrial revolution. And indeed, if you look at our banking system, for example, where we're already deploying mobile banking, uh, we're already deploying instant banking, we have uh, artificial intelligence being deployed in the banking space, we're getting there. On the for us at the Nigerian Stock Exchange, what it means is that we must completely digitize. We're already an electronic market. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, even the way investors access us, you know, a, an investor should be able to participate in an IPO through their mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Already, they're able to participate in our market in terms of trading uh, through their mobile phones. They're able to enter, I want to buy 20 shares of whatever and it goes to the other management system of the broker-dealer, which is linked to our execution platforms, which is also linked to the post-trade systems for settlement and, and delivery and, and, and uh, depository and things like that. So um, for us, the next step is really being able to do big data analytics, um, engaging with uh, the investors, understanding what their investment needs are, and figuring out how we can appropriately help them meet their investment objectives. So let's zoom out a little now and close with a look at Africa, the continent. Uh, many investors don't even realize that there are 54 countries in Africa, and that's not the only issue we often hear, oh no, no, Africa is far too risky. So my final question to you is, is the continent too important to ignore? Um, the country is too important to ignore uh, for several reasons. Um, you have the largest uh, growing middle class. Uh, it's a, in terms of size, uh, it, it's a country uh, that is over one billion people, a continent that is over one billion people. Uh, and these people have the largest amount of undeveloped arable land. Uh, water and food are going to be major issues if the globe continues the way we are growing population. And so Africa is a place that you, you must look at. Um, Africa has a lot of commodities that are needed uh, to continue to improve the state of the human being. Mm -hmm. And so you must look there. And in terms of the next big growth frontier, it is Africa. So if you're looking uh, at basic industries, if you're looking at 
um, addressing the basic challenges and extracting value in terms of profitability, then you have to be looking at Africa. And so I think that um, uh, the, and Africa is not one country. There are 54 different countries, diverse economies at different stages of development. So you can, you can look at Africa um, as uh, very diverse uh, and you can address various needs yeah, and various opportunities in different countries. So I really believe uh, that uh, investors uh, should look at the continent uh, and should look at it from the lenses uh, of different uh, countries looking to satisfy different needs. Oscar, thank you so much for your insights. It's been a great pleasure and thank you for watching. Copyright 2018, CFA Institute, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.